0: So, this is the first week of Advent. And Advent is a word, a spiritual Sunday school church word that um, comes from the Latin word Adventus, which means to come. Something is coming. This is the time of year that um, there is a, there's a coming we're aware of. And the reason that we're aware of it is look outside the window. So this time of year is the time that is considered the time of darkness, and it is, isn't it? The days end quickly. We spend more time in the night. It's colder. We tend to cozy in. It's a time that we are introspective, that we're looking deeply into our own hearts. We're not so anxious to go out and do things. We're, we're reflective, What's going on for us right now becomes important. And there should be that balance, shouldn't there? There should be a time that we're looking outward and a time that we're looking inward. So as we move into the Christmas season and we step into what this really means for us, what this time of year really means, a lot of spiritual communities celebrate Advent. Because Advent tells us something about what we're looking forward to. We are looking for hope which is what we celebrate this weekend. We are looking for peace. That'll be coming next weekend. We're looking for a different kind of love than the love that exists in our head. We're looking for a grander picture of love, which we'll talk about in a few weeks. And we're looking for true joy, for an expression of joy that is authentic and real and takes into consideration all of life. We're also looking for light, aren't we? We're looking forward, hopefully, to the time when the light returns and it gets warmer and life comes back, and we start to see those little shoots of green. Our belief that that is possible comes from our history with it, doesn't it? Why do we know that spring will come? Because it came last year. And the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that. So anybody here doubting whether spring will come this year? No, well, we're pretty confident, aren't we? That's how hope works. Hope reflects backwards to evidence the future that's possible. It's, it's a thing that connects our life forward from the past to the present to the future. So is anyone familiar with the the, um, Greek myth about Pandora? So we'll just do the the quick little Reader's Digest version is this. Um, Zeus was really mad at Prometheus and all of mankind because Prometheus stole the fire and gave it to humankind. So he decided he was going to get back at man. And he was going to do that by creating a woman. What is it with these gods? So (laughs) there's something about that. So he created a woman and he named her Pandora. And he created her fully grown and ready to go to earth with the understanding that she was to go and uh, create relationship with Prometheus and hopefully marry him. Well, Prometheus was smarter than that and said, that's not happening. So and he warned his brother zeus is up to something but his brother fell in love with pandora because she was beautiful and irresistible and he fell in love and he asked her to marry him so just before the wedding zeus gave pandora a box and she said he said this is a gift for your wedding don't open it which didn't work very well because when you have something you can't open, all you think about is opening it just a little bit. Just just a little bit. And that's exactly what Pandora did. She opened the box just a little bit. And it pushed itself open and out flew everything we don't want in the world. All the plagues, all the violence, all the harm. Lies and cheating and hurt, all came flying on wings out of the box with such pressure that the box lifted right out of her hands. And as soon as she saw the ugliness that was coming out, she slapped her hands on the top and tried to close it. And when she did, only one thing was left in the box. But she was afraid to open the box again. She could hear something rattling around in there, but she was afraid to open it because immediately the world was brought into darkness, immediately, people were suffering. And when she couldn't stand it anymore, she lifted the box very carefully open to see what one final thing could be in there. How many of you, when things are looking really bad, go looking for what could possibly be worse? (laughs) So she lifted the box... And a bright light came out. What came out, the last thing in the box, was hope. Interesting, isn't it? From that story, we can learn that hope comes after despair. Hope comes after suffering. Hope comes after pain. Hope is the medicine that heals all of those things. So the first week of Advent is the week that we celebrate the coming of hope. And it's probably just a coincidence that we need it so bad this weekend, isn't it? Very interesting that this is the week after such a tragedy in our city that we have the opportunity to herald the coming of hope. So where is it coming? Where is hope coming? What's going to happen That we're looking forward to. Well, hope exists in our hearts. We know that. We know that it comes here to us, don't we? But our world is a tough place for capturing hope. It's a difficult place because we have so many things happening around us that encourage us to be less than hopeful. It hasn't been that long since we had a shooting in our community, has it? Only a few weeks We have shootings for all kinds of reasons in our country, not just for political causes, which may or may not have been what this is, but we have shootings in schools. We have shootings in movie theaters. We have shootings going on on the streets downtown. These are real things that have happened. So why bother? If it's that big a problem, why bother... To do anything. Hope is the answer to why bother. We watched our little video. And on the video you got the chance to see. In that very simplified form. The gift of what happens when someone holds hope. Holds gratitude. Holds a positive light. When you're not feeling well. Hope is a contagious being. When we carry it. We send it out. I want to ask you, have you been a keeper of hope over the last few days? Think, reflect back. What are the conversations that you've had about what happened here recently? Has your conversation been one that said things will get better? Or one that reinforced the idea that this is just what we have to live with? Or worse, one that posed blame this is them, this is their fault, this is his fault, they should have, why didn't they? These are questions we have to ask ourselves. Because our coming here every Sunday, we don't come here just because we get to walk out and go, mom, I went to church on Sunday. We come here because we are striving to be our own Christ light in the world, aren't we? And whether you are Christian, or you are Buddhist, or you are any other faith, whatever faith it is that you come here as, your Christ consciousness is your inner light. And you can express that in whatever name you choose, as long as you remember that you have an inner light, that you are animated by something holy and sacred and divine that moves you forward in life. And that's what we're here to do. We are here to not only learn about that light, but to be that light in the world. No matter what you think your purpose is, I promise you, the core of it is to be the Christ light in the world, to hold the Holy so strongly inside of you that anybody who is struggling can see it, knows that that light exists. And this Christmas journey that we're beginning is the time of year that we Remember it's us who are here to express what Christmas is really about. It's us who are here to express to birth forward our most divine presence on a planet that needs divine presence in a very visceral tangible way. We are here to be the bringers of hope. And it's not a parade, it's not a play, it's not a a pretend game. We don't come here just to make believe that we're optimistic. No matter what happened yesterday, I feel great. No. We're here to have those hearts that are broken wide open be beneficial. That in our openness, we'll send more love. That in our openness, we'll believe more deeply in what is possible. And we know that it's possible because every day in our lives, we see people heal. Every day in our lives, we see people do good. Every day in our lives, we overcome something and come to the realization that something that seems so tragic in our history taught us, cultivated us, grew us into who we could be, brought us into a different place. So something different is happening on our planet right now. We are challenging all the edges of our being, aren't we? Both the difficult edges and the beautiful edges. Where will you pay attention? We talked about this last month. We talked about your greatest universal currency being your attention. That where you place your attention is how you pay for your life experience. If you choose to look at everything that's dark... You will find it. If you choose to look for light, you'll find that too. And today you have to look for light to get through something so tragic and difficult. And that's what I want to invite you into. How do you find hope? Hope is possibility. What is the possibility going forward? Is it possible that we can heal ourselves enough that what we saw happen so tragically this weekend in loss of life, in in violence, can be overcome. Well, if it can't, what are we doing here? Why are we here? What if the possibility is we are here to overcome this? What if that's the great work of this group of people on this planet right now? What if our work is to take on this challenge? So why do we have so much violence? Why is it happening? How angry are you about anything? How angry are you about politics? How angry are you about the guy that cut you off on the road this morning? How angry are you at your spouse? How out of control do you feel? Because The words, there by the grace of God go I, there but by the grace of God go I, are true words, aren't they? It could be any one of us who gets so frustrated at not being heard, not being seen, not being able to have an influence that we lose our minds. Could happen. To anybody in this room. So if that's not what we want, not who we choose to be, then we have to start our search for hope in our own heart. We have to take a look at what we believe, at the circumstances of our own lives, and we have to decide if we like it or if we want to change it. If we want to change it, we have to look very realistically at whether our expectations for change are real. Can we find a softer way to communicate our truth? Can we... Speak in a way that leaves the door open for other people to be heard as well. Can we live with the fact that we may not always get our way? Are we willing to be wrong sometimes so somebody else can bring something new to us that we can learn from? When we live into those questions, we change. And when we change, the world changes. And we're part of that. So if this is not the world that you like, then I put this in your lap. Go to your heart and ask where you reflect what you see that you don't like. Where are you living into what you don't want in the world that you're cultivating? That's where we change first. When we do that and we see that we're able to change, we find hope. Because if we can change, anybody can. Right? Are you willing? Are you willing to, in your broken, open place, look at what in your heart needs healing? I hope so. I have some quotes for you. Martin Luther King Jr. said, we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Samuel Smiles said, hope is like the sun, which as we journey toward it, casts the shadow of our burden behind us. Thich Nhat Hanh said, hope is important because it can make the present moment less difficult to bear. If we believe that tomorrow will be better, we can bear a hardship today. George Bernana said, "Hope is a risk that must be taken." And my favorite cowboy, John Wayne <laughs> said, "Tomorrow hopes that we have learned something from yesterday."